my like journey and like learning online and that kind of thing and changing yeah. my practice and whatnot. So <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Or whatever. I'm cool with whatever. <laughs> so talking about uh, your, your journey, like what has your experience been so far? And then also when I do these, um, a lot of students I talk with, I think they think I have it figured out. Like, like it just became this fully formed thing. And it's like, I'm just standing on a mountain of failure. Like I just kept yeah. fucking breaking it until it worked. Like the only yeah. way I honed down, like what I sell and what I do is, okay, does it help the clients? Cool. All right. Make it better. Make it easier on my body. All right. Keep going. <laughs> Same thing with mm -hmm. digital distribution and work. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Half the time I'm having to manually send emails to give people download links or something in the workbook link on the website. <laughs> I'm like, I, like, I don't, I'm not an expert at WordPress. I just hire somebody when I got to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I guess, sorry, you want to know like where I started, what I, you know, that kind of thing or. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm in Ontario, Canada, as you know. Um, so we have a, we're a regulated healthcare profession here. So we had to do 2,200 hours of education. And then we had to write um, a, or sorry, a written exam and then do a practical exam as well. Um, and then if we got over 70%, um, we could call ourselves registered massage therapists. <laughs> so um, I used to be in social work. Oh, when I first started, I have a degree in social development studies, and my dream was to be a private practice counselor. <laughs> mm. And then I worked in the field for a few years and totally burnt out and decided, okay, I got to do something. I was going to go back for a master's degree in social work, but um, the, just the thought of it kind of gave me panic attacks. And I thought, okay, I got to do something else. Yeah. And I was my mom actually suggested that I do massage therapy. She's like, Oh, you give good massages to my feet or my hands or whatever. And I was like, I don't want to touch people. I don't want to <laughs> like, that's not my thing, but it just kind of stuck in my brain. Um, and so that's, I looked into it and looked into it. And then, you know, my partner had a small child and we were engaged at the time. And I thought like, if I keep working social work hours, I'm going to be working midnights, overnights, three to 11s, like those kinds of shifts. And those aren't really conductive to having children. <laughs> so um, I decided, okay, we're going to do it. And so I did that. And that was, I graduated and got my license in 2010. So I'm in my 13th year <laughs> of doing this right now. Um, started with Swedish as one does, <laughs> um, but I've always been interested in not necessarily modalities so much as I've always wanted to help. Like I, I felt like, like, um, I've always wanted to just like find the problem, like be like a detective and find the problem and fix the problem and give people relief or just, you know, kind of what they were coming in to, to see me for. So my practice kind of evolved over the years into to that so i'm kind of like pain relief but i also throw in like stress relief relaxation as well but i'm kind of like i don't know i treat how i want to be treated so um i treat basically like it might be intense but at the end of it you feel much better so that's kind of <laughs> my approach i guess um 
I started following you about maybe it was before COVID. I heard you on a podcast, the two massage therapists and a microphone podcast. Um, they're also out of uh, Ontario. And um, I was really interested in what you had to say. I've, I did take like a table tie class, I think my second or third year in massage therapy. And I really enjoyed that, but I couldn't kind of see outside the box. Like I thought, oh, people aren't going to want this. I still have to do the naked table treatment, that kind of thing. Um, but I really enjoyed doing that type of thing. So when I saw your vault was, you know, $7 a month in Canadian dollars, it's about 10 bucks a month. So I was like, that's doable. I can do that. And I just started watching your videos and stuff. And, and then you offered the suspension masterclass. And I was really at the, at that point, I was like wanting to do more mat. And I had a few, like two or three out of all of my clients were doing mat based stuff. Um, and I thought, well, that's just the way to kind of jump right into it. And yeah, and then we've, I've switched my practice to mat based for about since July of last year. So what do we like? That's like six, seven months, something like that. <laughs> and yeah, and I'm loving it. How's the, and this is, again, I just sort of document what I do. Like, how's the online training process been from not just the subscription, which is the vault we talk about that's $7, but like the apprenticeship, mm -hmm. which essentially the suspension masterclass grew into that because I felt like I had to incept the idea to the students because once I understood how I was teaching using the cameras, it kind of has eaten a large section of the business. Um, I, I really like learning online. I didn't find it a hard concept. I think I've done a couple of different online classes. Um, I like your approach. Like I find it really easy to just be like, this is what my client's dealing with. And then you just kind of show me on your client. And I mean, I think the only downfall is that I, I don't know what it feels like to get a massage of this type, but <laughs> um, I just have to find another RMT to do it with. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but learning online, I mean, honestly, it's the easiest thing because I can stop you, ask questions. If the position isn't working for my body, all I have to do is say, this is not, I'm not that flexible or I can't get my leg like this. So <laughs> what else can we do kind of thing? And so, yeah, yeah, it's been easy. Um, and yeah, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I deal with this a lot and this is a, a mental thing with me. Uh, a lot of my dealing with students is dealing with my own mental health at this point. Um, hmm. One of the things I'm told fairly consistently in the background, like 10% of the time, it's like, but I can't learn online. And I'm like, <laughs> like, how about uh, it costs 75% less and it's 25% not as good as hands-on. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna re reduce the cost by three quarters and we're going to reduce the quality by one quarter. Like, would you want to yeah, buy like, that? And they're like, huh? I'm like, no, but, but hands <laughs> on. And I'm like, you want Robert's Magic yeah. Touch? If you go to robertsmagictouch.com, can you? And they're like, oh, Robert, but hands on. And I'm like, uh, if you work with somebody in your studio and I'm working with both of you and you give and receive, you're technically getting hands-on instruction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
the, the and I didn't have to travel to Austin to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the thing is, I feel, how do I do this? I, I want to say it's like a moral or an ethical thing. I, I've got to deal with this over time. So one of the things that's happened with clients is over time, I continue to raise the fee on my clients. And the reason I was raising the fee is because there's so many hours in a day and I can't wait more money because I'm only seeing one client at a time. So eventually when you get to a point, you raise your fees high enough, it starts to like push clients away. Because I was starting to teach students. So you work with students and guess what's happening now? I'm going to have to start raising the fee for the individual students and pushing them back towards group training online because I'm completely overwhelmed. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I don't want to make it so expensive that therapists can't afford it, but I think also a big part of what's happening with what I'm trying to teach is there's a real challenge with social proof. For massage therapists, brick and mortar and having a facility and a franchise and hiring staff is a big um, component of social proof for them. The fact that I don't have that and the fact that I don't even want to provide it has hurt the business because if I was showing footage from the studio that I owned that I was paying rent on to the landlord and filming and photo documenting, massage therapists would listen. If I show them what I'm doing in my studio, eh, that's just that guy. Like it's not, it's not a real thing. The difference is mm -hmm. if I move towards small group trainings where let's say there's six groups, meaning you and a partner or, or just you and whoever you're working on. So there's five or six of you at a time. I suspect what's going to happen slowly is I have to mess with Zoom and Zoom settings. I think there's going to be a little bit more social proof to those small level group trainings because they'll get to see all the other therapists winning at the same time. Mm -hmm. I don't want to raise fees where it's so expensive therapists can't afford it. But at the same time, I'm like, guys, you can basically just watch what I did in the vault for $7 a month and you can see every class I've taught since 2017. I'm like, oh, but, but what about hands-on? And I go, okay, I charge $800 a day right now. And they're like, oh, but it's so expensive. And I go, yeah. I, I feel caught in that dilemma, and I don't know any way of current, given current techno technology, getting out of that. Mm hmm Yeah, that's tricky. I mean, I live in Austin. We've got a population of 1.6 million people. There are thousands mm -hmm. of massage therapists. I have three regular students here. Wow. That, that just blows my mind. I don't know. Like, it's... <laughs> I, I can't... Well, I don't know. Maybe just because I... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is... One, what I teach isn't for everybody. And does a student want to yeah. come in and pay $600 for a three-hour session? Do they want to pay $800 mm -hmm. a day for a day training? Mm -hmm. Most of the therapists, just like most therapists in most locations, they want to take a group class to get their CE credit so they can renew their license. And they primarily just want yeah. to tack on service. It's a modality they can add to whatever they're already doing on a table. Yeah. 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 Well, I think some of the problem with that is that 
people, you're looking at it as a modality. You're not looking at it as um, how do I treat a whole person? You know, like, I don't know, like I do what you've taught me, but I also have a whole arsenal of different techniques and theories and classes that I've taken over the years that I also incorporate. So I know that my Thai massage or mat-based massage is different than yours, but it's not, it's not, it's just, that's how I approach, I guess, the body is just on the mat, not, um, not as just, not as a modality, like not the technique as a modality to use during a Swedish massage or during a, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I mean, I I look at this and I have a, to a point, an outsider's perspective. When I look at uh, branding and sales and marketing within the massage industry, the massage therapist wants 80% of what they taught in school to count. And they want to change the other 20% to like, let's add some stretch and add some stretch and do some this and active release. And they just want some cupping. We're going to tack on to that main service. And I went, maybe this isn't a great service for pain relief to begin with. Why don't we start over with the mat? And they go, but no, I don't. My clients want massage. And I'm like, no, massage is what you've been selling them. Let's give them a different mm-hmm. solution. Mm-hmm. One that's more effective and it's easier on your body. And yeah. I'd say it's easier to sell and market. What? Yeah, once people know what it is, I feel like then, like, I don't know, I've transitioned probably... of my clients. So I lost maybe 20% of my clients, which was kind of like, whoa, but still at the end of the day, I'm way happier. I'm in no pain. (laughs) I, um, people, the people that I'm working with are my ideal clients. They, they want what I'm selling. So, and they're, they've told friends I've gotten, uh, you know, just this month alone, four new clients just from word of mouth. Yeah. So the, the challenge is you have to be willing to do something that looks different. Yeah. And what that means is you're going to stand out and you will likely over time slowly start to get flack from other massage therapists who don't like the fact that you're doing something different. If you're anything, mm-hmm. if it's anything like my experience, I get mm-hmm. more, you know, hate mail, I call it from massage therapists than anybody else. The public loves what I do. They clients mm-hmm. constantly ask me why massage therapists aren't doing what I teach. And I go, uh, yeah. they went to school to provide a certain service and I've yeah. broken that service. That's all. Yeah. It's just, it's yeah. just different. The other thing is most people, not just massage therapists, most people are followers. Once there's a strong enough brand and people are asking for it and the clients were demanding it. Like right now I, I talk about next level pain relief. If people were asked demanding next level pain relief sessions and they were looking for next level pain relief specialists, the massage therapist would line up to train with me to provide Mm -hmm. the service that the clients are asking for. The difference is like you have to sort of incept demand for something when people just aren't aware that it exists to begin with. Um, Mm -hmm. I sat down and was doing some uh, video production and social media graphic design stuff for Kelly Mitchell because She's starting to work with me, but she had a photographer come in. She got a logo and I'm sticking stuff on the screen and moving it around and going, 
Just do this every day, even if it's just mm -hmm. with your phone. Massage therapists make little to no social media content. And in the modern world, they're wondering why they're not filling their books. And mm -hmm. I can only teach them what has worked for me. And what worked for me was obsessive, ongoing video production. I could have just mm -hmm. as easily been like, hey, you know, we don't need to do this podcast. But it's like, if I do this and we get two hours of footage, I can produce 15 videos out of this one podcast. And mm -hmm. now I figured out how to take video editing software because, uh, are you on TikTok at all? <laughs> I've posted one thing. Huh. So, <laughs> I know that's the future. My 18 year old huh. is like, yeah. this is what I do. This is what everybody yeah. does. No, and it's, it's yeah. and they're true. It's, it's true, but I'm, I'm 45 and like, yeah. Yeah. I'm the one espousing, you know, do this. And I have problems with it because Kelly's going, but the, the banner thing for YouTube, it's gotta be, and I'm like, listen, it went from the internet is on the computer to the internet is on the phone to the videos in landscape to the videos in portrait and it keeps it keeps changing and it's like mm -hmm. kind of like well why does it keep and i'm like because technology evolves and all the platforms are consuming the other platforms trying to keep up TikTok introduced in my world portrait mode Portrait mode has messed, like TikTok was getting such huge gargantuan reach, it started to eat Facebook and YouTube's lunch. So now yep. what they're doing is like, well, reels on Instagram. And, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like they're, they're turning everything portrait mode and I've got to use video software to take this podcast and clip a piece of it in portrait and put like graphics underneath to be able to stimulate people's brains however they want <laughs> for social media. Mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. I just keep working at it. I just keep yep. breaking it. Like sometimes I, I recorded a whole podcast one time, didn't, didn't record the audio. I don't remember how it oh, happened, no. <laughs> but it's like, you know, they just, they see what results and they wonder, you know, how, how the business keeps rolling. And it's like, mm -hmm. do really good work and show people what you do. A close yep. on discipline, which is what I'm teaching and you're doing primarily. It sounds like yep. is, yep very easy to film and photo document stuff yeah the therapist every every student in the reboot insiders club is our, our private subscribers group I, I never changed the name to next level pain relief yet um everybody in there who's gone to a gym or a brazilian jiu-jitsu studio comes in the group and and they've done it like a demo or they're doing little 30 minute sessions they always come in and freak out like everybody loves it and i'm like yes this is what i've been telling you for 14 years everyone loves it yeah like yeah. the, the public is not going, ah, I don't know about this. They're going, oh my God, this is way more effective. Why aren't more massage therapists doing this? And I go, yeah. yep. oh, <laughs> yep. now go to the Brazilian jiu-jitsu studio, do little 30, 30 minute giveaway sessions, film the whole thing. And you just created your practice. Yeah. You know, Kristen uh, talked to me about the time size jam and she, she's interested in some other ideas I have. And she said that the magic phrase, which I've heard over the years, uh, but the time massage jam isn't a very good funnel for clients. And I'm like, really? Kristen, how many times have you been to the time massage jam? And she's like, well, like three times. And I go, cool. Why don't you try running the time massage jam for eight years and see what happens? Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, mm -hmm. but that's hard work. I don't want to. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like, am I getting paid? And I'm just teasing Kelly. Am I getting paid to get in Canva and like move? No, I'm just trying to help the student out and show them that they work with me. I grease the wheels and make it easy. Yeah. It's like, yeah. You, you, 
you got a podcast. Uh, by the way, your website is above you, and your uh, Instagram handle is below you. You didn't have to oh, set this you. up. I did it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, it's like the, the thing is, I can go to a Facebook group. This is how the massage industry is with social media. I can go to a Facebook group and say, hey, does anybody want to be on my podcast? And it's like crickets. <laughs> yeah. Because they're like, well, people are going to judge me. And I'm like, yes, they fucking judge me every day. It's what my entire business is based on. It's but like it's putting yourself out there. You have to put yourself out there. And you'll take the good and the not so good. I had a random person from a Facebook group that I'm in um, send me a Facebook message just saying, I've totally creeped your social media and your website and everything is just so awesome. And I, you know, I really resonate with what you're doing and saying. And I was just like, oh, wow, like I, you know, I post shit in, in, um, in groups like I do a massage music Monday playlist, you know, because I like music and I know I always like listening to different playlists. And so I post them in groups and I'm, I never know who's listening to them or, or finding value in them. But then just getting messages like that, it's like, oh, okay, somebody out there, you know, does see me, does see what I'm doing and, and whatnot. So yeah, like you never know with this podcast who's it, who it's going to reach, right? Yeah, it, it's know. just like, I can't, there's not a... What, whatever Kristen is looking for where she does one thing and a client comes in. So in other words, mm -hmm. I engage in a behavior and money comes in. Mm -hmm. if, if they don't get a one for one, they go, oh, I'm just working for free. That's the mm -hmm. problem I have with the time and size jam. The students don't want to run them because they're like, oh, but it's like a lot of work. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah. And here's what, here's what they're not doing. You ready? It's not the time and size jam. They're not filming it. Right, right. They're not putting it on social media and cutting it up the way I was. And even yeah. I am, am, am ramping it up, trying to build. It's this thing where I talked to a student recently and I said, you know, if you could run, it was Heather Marie, that's what it was. Uh, Heather Marie was on a podcast and I said, listen, if you could run TV ads, would you? Well, yeah. If you could run radio ads, would you? Well, yeah. It's like, would you run newspaper? Yeah. And I'm like, this is the TV, this is the radio, this is the newspaper, mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. free. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I literally, uh, on TikTok, you can go in, and uh, I like coffee, so I've been, I've been stitching, and then, like, uh, there's a duet function. I'm, I'm sure you've seen this in a video, but didn't realize yeah. it was coming from TikTok. <laughs> Have you seen the duets before? Yeah, yeah. My stepdaughter yeah. shares all this stuff with me. <laughs> yeah. So it's like yeah. some, someone will be, they got this, it's like it's music and they're making espresso and it's, it's all this arty. It don't look like my mocha pot. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'll sit there and do edit and be like, yeah, this is just way cooler. My mocha pot, man, I got to up my game. I, I need $6,000 worth of espresso <laughs> equipment to be able to make a coffee because <laughs> now it's an extraction. But yes. when I make that video, he goes out, I'm promoting the other person's thing, the other yeah. person's video. Yep. And then it's like, and it's weird because you want something, quote unquote, to go viral, right? But like mm -hmm. when I make a, a post, it has nothing to do with body work. It's on espresso. It's on TikTok. It's a duet I've done. It gets like 500, 800 views sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I go, if I got that kind of reach on Facebook, I would be bombing Facebook with more video. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole thing. It's like, even the platforms themselves, when Kelly was telling me, oh, but it keeps changing. And I'm like, mm -hmm. 
Have you really Welcome looked at social media? <laughs> TikTok yeah. is not Twitter, it's not YouTube, it's not Facebook, it's not yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Like it's just all over the place. And every time I just went and I got enough of this feedback where I did, I engaged in a behavior and money came in. When I made video and I started getting clients, mm -hmm. it wasn't go get more clients. It was make more video. Mm -hmm. And the students go, but I don't, I don't like social media. Mm, I don't like it. I don't like it, Robert. I don't like that social media. And I go, cool. How'd you find me? And they're like, oh, I saw a video. I'm like, was that video I on think social it's not media? So much, I don't think it's so much though that they don't like social media. I know for myself, I have a hard time seeing myself on social media. I'm trying to get more comfortable with that. And I mean, I I'll, ultimately, I know that people aren't necessarily looking at me and seeing what I see, but you know, I'm it's, it's putting myself out there and being vulnerable to like feedback as a larger person and as a female and that kind of thing, you know, people make comments and that kind of stuff. And it, that, I think that can be difficult for some people to, to just deal with. Like, you know, it's, it's something that scares people away from social media. Most of the, most but. of the negative feedback I get is from people in my industry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying that's just, I don't know. That's just one of my reasons. Like I'm starting to try and put myself out there and get more video and just be like, this is just me. And this is, you know, this is it. And this is what I do. And this is how I'm going to get clients. Like people will know what I look like when they come into my office. So. Yeah. I, the, the thing I have a problem with isn't the student now, meaning mm -hmm. it's not the massage therapist practice in 2023. What I look at is what does their business look like in 2033? Mm -hmm. If you don't have a social media presence, I don't know if you have a business. Yeah. Yep. That's very I, true. I just, you know, like, and I feel as much as I produce, and there's probably, is it 2,000? Uh, there's 1,000 or 2,000 videos on my YouTube channel, and I'm still producing podcasts. Like, there was some uh, research, I think Josh Terry, I talked to him one time about podcasting, and he said, you know, the average podcast does, like, o over, like, the whole of the internet. The average podcast only do, like, 10 episodes. Really? Because, well, they give it up. They just like yeah. try it, do 10, and then it falls by the wayside. I'm not mm -hmm. as consistent on podcasting as I would like to be, but I, my real thing is not perfection, it's tenacity. Mm -hmm. It's like, mm -hmm. go do another one. Mm -hmm. Talk to people. Keep yeah. going. Ooh, yeah. somebody, somebody didn't like it. I got some hate mail. Good. All right, do some more. <laughs> yeah, and I'm at the point now where it's like, if you don't like it, lump it. But it's it's been a journey to get there, <laughs> for sure. <clears throat> yeah, there's... And I know I still have to do more social media. I have, like, shockingly little <laughs> video, but I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, it's... I... Man, Gary V is the one who nailed the this, this shit into my brain. And Gary was talking about document, don't create at one point. And I just... I was a philosophy student. I racked my brain on that for weeks. I was like, document, don't create. And at that time, he had like two or three different videos that came out kind of discussing elements of this. I was like, document, don't create. What the hell? What the document, don't create? I'm like, what the hell does that even mean? And I, I, and maybe I got it wrong. I don't know. You tell me, Gary. But 
I was like, oh, just take out the phone and just film what you're already doing. Yeah. Don't worry about yeah. making it fancy. It's like most people don't even make any video content to begin with. Yeah. It's like if I tell a therapist, mm. well, just, just go make shitty video. Shitty video is better than video people can't see to begin with. That's very true. <laughs> you, could, you could be a massage therapist who shoots a horrible video. The lighting sucks. There's no, like, you know, and the thing is, it's possible that video can go viral because it's horrible and people are like, who the hell is this? And then they're hitting your website and you're getting all this mm -hmm. traffic. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just the nature of the internet. Mm -hmm. The document don't create thing is what led to the subscription service. I was like, wait a second. I've been looking at this all wrong. I've been thinking of it as this complex production process. It's like, just put your camera on a tripod and just film what you were already doing, which was classes. That worked. I felt like a genius. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, you know, I don't know. I've that, uh, I don't know. I had a thought and it just left my brain. So <laughs> happens too many times a day. <laughs> yeah. They massage therapists pride themselves on hands-on. It's the, the wonderful spiritualness of in-person connection and you know, whatever. And I go awesome. Burn the incense and whatever you got to do and have your hands on spiritual mm -hmm. connection. But can you film it? Mm hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not getting rid of that first part, by the way, but why aren't you showing people your spiritualness? Like, yeah, because if that's your style, that people want to see what you do. They don't, like, and what, what sets you apart. And so, again, some people don't want spiritual. They don't want crystals and sound bowls and that kind of stuff. And cool, then they'll go find someone else. But you want to attract, you don't want to attract everybody. You want to attract your ideal client. So again, like coming up with a niche is also important. Like I know you do pain relief um, and I kind of do the same pain and stress relief. Um, and, I mean, and that can encompass a lot of people, but if you like working on people's like energy fields and whatever else, well, as well as the body work, then show that because that's, then you're going to attract people who want that. So show, like you said, document, don't create, show what you do. And that's what's going to attract your clients eventually <laughs> yeah i just think it's way more work to put on a facade than it is to just show people totally. who you are what you do and draw those people yep yeah it's yep. it's been a super interesting and kind of weird market to deal with education in an industry where they essentially eschew social media so mm -hmm. No students ever complain that I'm filming my classes mm -hmm. because, well, they get a free copy of their class. Totally. Yeah. Right. But it's like, yeah. but all those clips wind up on social media. Mm -hmm. I got it before I sneezed. I had to turn my <laughs> mic off. It was loud. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's more, more footage winds up on the cutting room floor than winds up what's on social media. But mm -hmm awareness and continuing to produce video and see what people like and dislike and i don't know i mean i'm i'm fully committed to it but all of the average channels say massage magazines cost money uh working with schools you gotta you know pay percentage for like rent on their space 
doing it all myself on my own really cut out the middleman, maximized my individual profit and allowed me to go direct to consumer. That's mm -hmm. been my entire model through these cameras. I don't think it's mm -hmm. recognized in the massage industry because again, they're so brick and mortar, I should have a place. If I was a success, I would have a, a building, a brick and mortar where I was hiring massage therapists and I'm go, why don't, why don't Michelle just keep it all? Yeah. Yeah. Why? I, I don't know. Like I have, I have an office, like I rent space in a chiropractor's clinic. Um, and that's more for like referral and just um, to be multidisciplinary, that kind of thing. And I really enjoy where I work, but like, eventually I want to, I want to just have space in my house set up just to, um, Oh no, that's <laughs> the, that's the ultimate lessening of prestige in the massage industry, by the way. That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. I just, I, maybe it's because actually, I don't know. Like a lot of American massage therapists work at like massage envies, like those kind of chains. I, not everybody does. Um, but I'm, I don't know, like I, I, in here we're, we're a lot of us were independent contractors and we will often do kind of split percentages. We don't work for like a $15 an hour, like um, that kind of thing. Um, I just can't imagine why having space has anything to do with I don't know, maybe that's just my perspective, like from what what I'm used I, to up here. For, like for whatever reason, I just get a sense that the massage industry is very taken with brick and mortar business models. It's mm -hmm. hands on. Mm -hmm. And there's less prestige to having people in your home studio than there is mm -hmm. paying a landlord thousands of dollars a month so you have <laughs> a space. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other transition I see is the therapist who is successful, they want to open a place and hire massage therapists, mm -hmm. and then they wind up in a sort of weird, in my opinion, adversarial relationship with massage therapists themselves because they're so mm -hmm. hard to manage. And I'm like, I had a choice, and this is me. I could have gone the brick and mortar route and opened a facility. And it's not that that's a bad idea. It's just I didn't want to do that. I decided to go towards mm -hmm. education. And not only education, but like, Let's fuck this up. Let's, let's use cameras yeah. and go direct to consumer in a way that nobody understands. And I'm like, let's do this. Yeah. Everybody said it's impossible. People can't learn online. And I'm like, oh boy. Uh, okay, yeah. cool. We'll just nurture the ones who want to do it. And we'll just continue growing until everybody else sees it and then goes, oh, I want to do that. Yeah. But I did yeah. not want to be someone who was managing massage therapists. Yeah. I knew that. Yeah. yeah. So do they think then that if you opened up a brick and mortar called next level pain relief and they took your next level pain relief classes and they could go and work for you or your franchises like that gives it more credibility that makes the work better social really. proof yeah well there's a building of course this is mm -hmm. right yeah it, it's just social proof there's not right. a lot of social proof to a thousand videos on the youtube channel there's some mm -hmm. but or they don't want to put in the effort to to do it themselves, like to learn from you and then be like, okay, I'm opening home studio space or I'm renting a room in this office and going to do it. I want someone who does the overhead, does the advertising, does the, you know, day-to-day -day to, to stuff. To be a success then... at what I'm teaching, you, okay, 
To be a success at what I'm teaching in its fullest expression, let me, let me edit that, you have to be in private practice. You can't work at a facility and do what I teach in its fullest expression. Then when I would teach a class, the students would like the techniques, the mat stuff we were doing, we were calling intro to tie at that time. Um, and they'd say, oh, like, when are you going to open a place? I'm like, why? And they're like, well, I want you to give me a job. And I'm like, ooh, because if you don't like me as, as, a, as a teacher, you're going to love me as a boss. <laughs> but you're going to love me as a boss. I know that the body work can be great, but the body work isn't what hold, is holding them back. It's the business side. They don't want to do the yeah. business side because it's like, oh, it's like they want to they want to be artists, you know, and mm -hmm. it's like, great. I understand that. But if I was an artist right now, like I think about this sometimes, um, I watch a lot of Bob Ross. You like Bob Ross? Yeah. Yeah. So I, and I, uh, the joy of painting was was online and I was like, oh, my God, there's like 12 seasons or something. And I started watching Bob Ross and it was like it, it blew my mind because I liked Bob mm -hmm. Ross as a kid, but he always like put me to sleep because it was, oh my God, he's like, shh, 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 that ASMR almost like noise with the paint and the canvas, you know? Mm -hmm. But I would watch it and I'd go, Bob Ross as an artist, he's not Van Gogh. He didn't, he didn't push the painting art form so far that he's Rembrandt or Picasso or something, but he's mm -hmm. one of the most well-known artists probably in this century. And it's, it's because of TV. Mm -hmm. And I go, if I had, if I painted right now, dude, I would be in my studio with a canvas and my cameras and I'd be like painting live yeah. on, on yeah. Twitch and like streaming it so that people were wanting to buy. Cause I'd be talking to people while I was painting, mm -hmm. like documenting that whole process. Well, Bob mm -hmm. Ross was really a manifestation of the fact that painting and the technology came together in a way that could, you know, fit. Bob Ross yeah. was, was teaching conferences or little, little classes. He would travel and teach little classes. And those classes were poorly attended until the TV show. Yeah. And then after the TV show, they were all sold out. Right. That process right. to me is the same thing I keep encouraging the students to do. It's, it's very minimal effort in a sense, but it takes a different mindset. It's not being able to paint and make good paintings. It's to be able to bring an audience on your journey so that they want to purchase what you're doing. Massage yeah. therapists do this all the time. They'll be in New Hampshire and they're like, oh, but I don't want to make a video that somebody in Wisconsin is viewing. Like, they can't become a client. And I'm like, oh, I don't think you but understand. they can share it and they I can. I don't think yeah. you understand how the internet works. Yeah. Yeah. You think, you think people don't travel? Yeah. Yeah. You just. Oh, I've definitely put some money in an account with the idea that I'd love to come to Austin for a session <laughs> or, yeah. or when you do your Jamaica thing, go to Jamaica and, uh, and do that for sure. Yeah. It's people did this thing to me where I, I spent more time probably working on the video production around the body work and teaching so that it did the Bob Ross thing where you put enough on TV that people saw it and wanted to come take the in-person class. So the in-person class was selling like it's, it's really both. Is it hands-on or digital hands-on or online? It's like both. Yeah. Yeah. And people would tell me they're like, but dude, if you, 
If you put all your classes online, why would somebody come take class with you in person? <laughs> I'm like, dude, I, I listen to, you know, ACDC. It's great. Why do you go to the concert when you can just put on the CD? Yeah, the experience. <laughs> ah, yes. yeah. yeah, it's like, because <laughs> yep. the thing is, if you make enough of this, you get what I get, which is I... I and, I, and I'm learning how to manage this over time, but this was years ago. I, I had a regular class in Dallas. Once every three months or so, I went up and taught a little six-hour class on a table. And to Texas massage therapists, I'm sometimes like a legend. Because you know, oh. you know, I'm in Texas, right? I've been in Texas 14 mm -hmm. years or so. I've been producing tons of video in Austin. So if somebody runs into me, they're just like, oh, my God, it's Robert Gardner, you know. Like, I'd go teach a class, and I, I was tired, so I asked the students if uh, anybody would give me a ride to lunch. And this young lady was like, yeah, I'll give you a ride. So I got in her car, and I'm sitting in a passenger seat, and she gets in a driver's seat, and she goes, oh, my God, Robert Gardner's in my car. <laughs> and I went, a fat white guy from Austin's in your car? Like, congratulations. <laughs> like, because I don't know what fame is. Like yeah, she, yeah. she, this is like a rare moment for her. Cause she's going to yeah, give me a ride to yeah. lunch. And I'm like, huh? Like I, I'm just doing what you're doing. <laughs> like I, my car's got 300,000 yeah. miles on it. Look like crap. It's probably held together with like duct tape and bird poop at this point. <laughs> like, but to them, it's like rock star, right? Mm -hmm. The whole mm -hmm. deal is a super, super, super huge digital footprint. Like I'll look at my YouTube channel sometimes and it's like, Oh, people watch 16,000 hours of your videos this month. I mean, it's some just ungodly numbers. Yeah. When yeah. you're talking about global, you know, data distribution across the internet, it yeah. doesn't mean that everybody who did that is paying you. It just mm -hmm. means that you've got so many videos and there's so many people scrolling through YouTube, like watching, I, I don't know, I need, a, I need a video for this muscle in the shoulder or whatever. And they find me and watch a little five minutes of a video, which boosts the overall numbers. I yeah, can't see yeah. a downside to that. What I see is business owners, particularly massage therapists, they're having a hard enough time figuring out the brick and mortar hands-on piece mm -hmm. that adding the digital layer, it seems overwhelming to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel that and have felt that, <laughs> but I know to be successful, um, I need to, I need to put in the work and I know my business coach says 10 hours minimum a week of just working on the business side of things and making sure that you're setting aside all of that stuff. And um, yeah, and I think that because that's not the stuff that quote unquote pays you, then it's hard to, it's hard to, to take, you know, if you can take an hour treatment or two hour treatment, um, it's easier to do that because you get money from that, not but you're not looking at the bigger picture. It's, it's a balancing right. act. And this will get yeah. to something yeah. I'm having a problem with right now, which is my business in the last 14 years has primarily been built on my labor. Mm -hmm. I didn't have enough money to hire others. So I was doing the bulk of it myself. And you have a tendency, if you're like me, to devalue your time because you're mm -hmm. just used to doing everything in the background. The yep. suspension masterclass led to the apprenticeship. Mm -hmm. Now we're in the second six months of apprenticeship and I'm getting a little overwhelmed because mm -hmm. it's not just, mm -hmm. are you ready? It's not just 30 hours of teaching a month. 
it's 30 hours of footage that has to be uploaded. There's a Zoom, there's a my channel or my screen, there's all this stuff. Uh, Kelly's asking for graphics and I'm like, okay, cool. I've got five minutes and I'm putting together graphics and then editing stuff into a video. Like she's not paying me for that quote unquote, but I know mm -hmm. that if I help her build the business, she's making more money. She continues studying with me because I'm the, the hamster in the wheel that, that keeps running. Right. I sat down and looked at it and I was like, dude, some got to give like there's you, Robert, you're 45 years old. It, it would be nice to have a life at some point. Like yep. you and I, I just did a quick mental audit. I didn't sit down and actually tally numbers and stuff. I go between video editing, uploading and scheduling video posts. How many hours a week, Robert? And I was like 10. I was like minimum, minimum, mm -hmm. sometimes way more than that, sometimes less, but average 10 hours a week. I'm like, all right, so 10 hours a week is 40 hours a month. Mm -hmm. And 40 hours a month means you spend three months out of your year editing video, uploading video and scheduling stuff, three months. Wow. And I go hire someone. Now you're going to get three months back. Yeah. And if, if you know how I am, am I going to stop working? If I had a videographer who was doing all this for me, am I going to stop working? No. Stop producing more? No. <laughs> no, because I, I know how I am. Once Josh has helped me with this, Josh, no, Josh starts using that word mindset, which I have a little bit of a problem with sometimes because I think it's a little <laughs> overused. But once mm -hmm. I understand that, like, okay, you take a little bit of your money and you outsource, then it's like, okay, need a better bookkeeper. Okay, need someone to do graphic design. All right, need someone to hook up software, streamline the website, deal with WordPress. And then once you've got all of this and you've got a team, now what happens? You hire somebody for you, hire, <laughs> you have time yeah. and you hire somebody yeah. for Facebook ads and I'm in the background kind of directing. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's like checking it out, you know. That process is something that if if I do not start outsourcing it is going to damage my health damage mm -hmm. my relationships and or like destroy my business because it's going to plateau and it won't be able to grow mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah the goal like I have a conversation with Jennifer later she wants to have a class in Cabo San Lucas and this is where I'm at I can turn on cameras in my studio and, and make money with almost zero overhead. Yep. Pretty nice. Yep. Or I can shell out $3,000 in the hopes that a class in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico will make. That's very, very difficult for me at the moment when I'm trying to outsource. Does it make sense? Yep. But totally. from, a, from a social proof standpoint, the therapists want... Oh, I want to go on vacation. <laughs> I want to go out of the country. I want to go. You'd mentioned I want to go to Jamaica. Mm -hmm. If I don't reinvest in the business in the terms of finance, I'm going to be forced to continue doing the labor. Mm -hmm. And frankly, I think I have personally maximized what I can do. Yeah. The, the next 10 years is building a huge team 
and then scaling stuff out. Yep. Yeah. 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 I know. I, I, I have big dreams as well. And, <laughs> and the thought of doing it all myself is super overwhelming. So <laughs> outsourcing. Well, is... I'm, I'm talking to, or I'm, I'm interviewing people for video editing spots. And then I'm talking to Kristen because she's kind of my number one here in town. Mm -hmm. And Kristen was asking me about video editing. And I'm like, huh? I'm like, yeah, I mean, I can show you how to use Shotcut to like, you know, clip something or whatever. But like, why do you want to? And she's like, well, you know, I want to edit videos. And it's like, what I heard was, I want to sit down and spend five hours producing a video that's 10 minutes long. Mm -hmm. Which I don't think is what she was asking for, by the way. Mm -hmm. She, she, she'll be happy just to clip something. And I go, Kristen, we're not just outsourcing my video. I'm getting the mm -hmm. original videographer set up so we can hire a crew because we outsource Michelle's video and social media production, Kristen's video and social media production, Danielle's video and social media production. What? I'm like, oh, yeah, no, next level pain relief, along with the certification, there's going to be a business subscription. What's that? Mm -hmm. Well, you provide us bulk video, and we're going to release three videos a week on all of your social media channels, and it's done for you. Oh, my God, are you serious? And I'm like, but this yep. is the first step. If I can't do it, nobody can. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. Now, yeah. if, if I say, listen, uh, and I'm just making up a number, it's $200 a month. You're gonna, you, you, as long as you can give me bulk footage, you put your phone on a tripod, you, you bulk film stuff, you just document. Don't worry about creation. We'll take care of the creation. We're outsourcing that. If you pay $200 a month, $200 a month, that is uh, $2,400 a year. Mm -hmm. What do you think your social media would look like if you released three videos a week across Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook. Oh, it would be LinkedIn. like so much better. <laughs> it would. Yeah. Yeah. And I can understand why people hire a social media person. Yeah. At, a, at a certain <laughs> totally. point, it's necessary. And I think that that piece, remember I said that I think that's what holds students back. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to structure things where I, I let the student focus on body work with me, but we mm -hmm. use the footage, lather, rinse, repeat, lather, rinse, mm -hmm. repeat lather, rinse, repeat. Because if I can help the students build their business so that they're getting clients effortlessly, it doesn't matter. Like I tell people this sometimes, you know, the training's $10,000. Oh my God, $10,000. And I'm like, oh, but, but if you make $150,000 a year doing what I teach, what does the $10,000 matter? Right. Right. And that's what the business is. It's like, yeah. This is a little online franchise, which allows Michelle to build her business more effortlessly. And I'm maniacal. I'm like, okay, I need people who do websites. Now we have a template website for you. I need people mm -hmm. who do template. Ah, it's like, holy mm -hmm. shit. Oh, you need a podcast? Cool. So you're going to bulk record. We got people who handle that. You're like, oh my God, dude, it's like a business in a box. And I go, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Yep. They'll come to me and allow me to keep teaching a body work so long as the business rolls effortlessly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's very smart because I think that's, you know, like I said before, 
a lot of massage therapists will take the hands. It will, it will free you up to have more hands on time. But I also know that massage therapists are notoriously cheap. So it's hard to, <laughs> to justify to some of them that, yes, I'm going to give you 200 bucks a month to do all of my social media. I would do it, but <laughs> a lot yeah, of people but will. The, the thing it. is, what, what I think happens is, let's say it's a, I'm having it done, Kristen's having it done, you're having it done. We'll just use the three of us for the sample conversation. Now, everyone in and around our community doing Next Level Pain Relief sees all of this. They go, oh, I want to do that. Social proof. That's true. Yeah. And then, what the thing is, is like it's not just my video. Now, we've got your video that the editor can splice your stuff into my stuff and Kristen's stuff into your stuff and, and around and is using the accounts to be able to do crafty things. Mm -hmm. Like I had a conversation mm -hmm. with Chad Bolding one time and he's the, the duets and stuff. He's like, man, do, do, do your students have any idea what would happen if you made a TikTok and then every student in your subscription service started duetting each other's TikToks, showing the move that you just showed. And I'm like, no, they have no idea, Chad. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, dude, but it would, it's, and he's like, it's free. And I'm like, okay, are massage therapists, even in my private subscribers group, using TikTok regularly? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> well, there's a hand, maybe five or, or something. Yeah, yeah. But not, it's well, like, I don't know how many people you have, ex but. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But if, if yeah. you streamline things and you go, okay, here's your certification, easy. Here's your training, online, inexpensive, easy. Here's your business package, online, mostly done for you. Here's a basic template of what you have to shoot. Here's the tripod you buy, just use your phone. We're gonna start with this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You gotta, you build and ramp it. And I yeah. think that it will work. It's just a matter of time to get the students to develop an association between they make video and money comes in. Yeah. And yeah. who doesn't like done for you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anybody who doesn't. Including me. Yeah. But I'm also much more willing to just like throw spaghetti at a wall. See what sticks. <laughs> yeah. Have you had, um, with the, uh, the clients who have transitioned, you said you lost about 20% of your clients. Did your revenue take a hit? Yes, but it's hard to, to say because um, I raised my prices pretty significantly in January. Um, like, so I now charge probably more than anybody in my area. <laughs> um, and I, I had COVID in January and so that cut a week out. So it's hard to look at my financials and be like, here, there's been a problem. <laughs> but I will say my, I was booked... I had my schedule open two months in advance and I would be booked pretty much solidly two months in advance. And now I have spaces and gaps and it's, I won't lie. It's been a little nerve wracking, but at the same time, I've kind of come to terms with like, I only have to do two massages a day to make a profit as well as make enough to pay my bills. 
And that's pretty liberating. Like I have to get used to not having, or to, sorry, to for having time available, like having like a two hour spot where I can be like, okay, well now it's time to work on the business or, or, okay, maybe I can go take a yoga class or something, you know, um, because, because I'm, I, I don't have to have that many people. So losing 20% of people who I loved all of my clients, I enjoy seeing all of them, but not every single one of them was my ideal client. So having some of them go, it, it was, it's almost a blessing because now, you know, if I need to attract more clients, it's ones that are going to be attracted to what I've, what I'm doing now, not what I was doing 10 years ago. Right. So. The balancing act, uh, time and money. And that's one of the things I'm deeply challenged with at the moment as I'm trying to start to scale something. I have to hire staff and I have to balance the books so that I, the business doesn't go bankrupt and I don't like make some major financial decision that cripples me. Mm-hmm. But And that can be really scary, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know that a lot of people think, you know, you build a, a private practice, you get yourself completely booked out to where you're just bonkers. Mm-hmm. Then you start yeah. teaching or you open a place. Yeah. I didn't. I only got 60, 75% full with clients and then started teaching. And the reason was I could see the writing on the wall. And what happens when you get booked three months out in advance and then you get COVID? Right. Oh, you can't reschedule anyone. And dude, yeah. Yeah. Got, oh, it's a nightmare. Yeah, like, yeah. And then I go, okay, yeah. you can only help these individuals eat one-on-one. So people can't get the work anyway. Yeah. But if I teach, ah, okay. So if I work with Kristen, then you're kind of helping Kristen's clients and on and on. But now you also have a little buffer because you have kind of dual income. So Mm -hmm. for me, it was teaching and clients. Mm -hmm. And then you Mm -hmm. you added retail. So then you had three. And then you added in-person classes or online. And you you add revenue, subscription. You add revenue streams that like, cushion things so that there's a little more flexibility in what you're you know choosing to do Mm -hmm. i tell students that i feel like there's more options for them than at any time in history primarily because of this there's just so many i don't know so can you imagine having run a business in the age of the the yellow pages no (laughs) i can't I can't. I can't even imagine. I I've talked to massage therapists who were um who got licensed before insurance would cover us here. So we have supplemental insurance here on top of our universal health care. And um so people will have, you know, five hundred bucks a year, six hundred bucks a year to go towards their massage therapy. Um and a lot of them now, like, I can't imagine having to market when that wasn't the case, when we weren't covered by the insurance companies. <laughs> yeah, I don't... But they, people did it, right? People did it. I mean, but still, people look at massage as a luxury. They don't look at it as healthcare, as pain relief, you know. Oh, well, I go to the chiropractor for that or the physiotherapist for that. And those are all wonderful modalities. And I've utilized both of those. And that's been super helpful. But massage, I've had some people come to me and say that, what I've done for them is something they've dealt with for years and nobody's ever touched that pain before. Nobody's ever touched that, 
um, or get gotten the, the amount of relief that I can get. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but you know, um, so massage therapy definitely, I think does have a place in healthcare and, um, yeah. And I think I wish more people understood that like just general public, <laughs> that it's not just something you go to a spa for and you lay with hot stones on your back. It can be much more than, than what you imagine it could be. Yeah. There's a market, there's no uh, shortage. A lot of therapists will kind of ask me, how do they stand out with, you know, every massage envy in town? Mm -hmm. And my answer is to have a different service and film and photo document everything. Yeah. It's back to the, the business brass tacks, like, why does somebody want to work with you? I, I talk about this constantly, but even though I have a massage license in Texas, I've had people contact me because they see like my Yelp profile or something and they, well, I've never had a massage, but I thought I'd get a massage with you because you had all these good reviews. And I go, oh, hold on, wait, 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 hold on. Are you in any pain? And they're like, well, no, I just thought, you know, you just got all these good reviews. And I'm like, uh, I'm kind of like the deep end of the pool. Mm -hmm. If you have pain, I'd love to talk with you about that and work on that specifically. But if you're just looking for what you think of as a standard massage, you might want to go see somebody else. Mm -hmm. And they're very appreciative when I give them the feedback. The other end of the spectrum is somebody who's like, yeah, I got this shoulder pain that I've had for five years. And I go, the conversation very quickly goes from massage to like, where's your pain? What's it at on a pain scale? How long have you mm -hmm. had it? How are you using your body? Oh, okay. Is it deep in the shoulder joint? It like runs down your, almost like the back of your arm. And they're like, yeah, how did you know that? I'm like, we could probably deal with the bulk of it in one session. Listen, I got some time on Thursday at around noon. Could you do that? How the hell does he know what's wrong with me when I'm over the phone? Yeah, yeah. Now it took years yeah. to be able to build up that sort of like knowledge base, I guess. Yep. But the deal yep. is my, the practice was very problem solution oriented. Yep. One of the biggest challenges I have with teaching is the students are still in their mindset, like delivering the service. Right. But it's, but it's massage. And I'm like, what is massage? And they're like, no, Robert, like, and I go table cream glide nudity. Mm -hmm. that's the general conception i take away the table take away the cream take away the glide and take away the nudity but i still offer a pain management solution yep. even me calling it that to students they're like what the hell is this guy talking about it's a pain management service yeah but, but we do massage and i'm like <laughs> when you continue doing massage you look like everybody else in the marketplace yep yep Yep. And you, you have to, for Mark, like in the market specifically, you have to set yourself apart. You can't, you can't, and you can't sell a modality. That's the, well, I guess you could kind of, but like people don't care whether you're licensed in ART or um, cupping or this or that. They care that, like you said, my shoulder hurts here. What can you do for me? What are the results that I'm going to get? Um I mean, I think, yeah, a lot of people don't, don't understand that. They just, 
they just want to keep going with the status quo. People know what massage is. People, you know, have their preconceived notions of what it is, and and that's how they market themselves, like everybody else. Yeah. It, yeah. If I, and I, I love it. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind having a podcast for two hours where I talked about the difference between a commodity and a brand. But <laughs> I do know this. As an educator, I went in to teach the technique, and as I taught the technique, I'm like, the problem isn't the technique. The problem is the student's business. So I go, okay, yeah. teach them the techniques and just add 10%. Anytime this comes up in class, they go, oh, oh he's doing it again. Oh, he's talking about the evils of capitalism and business. I don't want to be involved in capitalism and evils of business. But you're running go, a business. Oh. <laughs> like you're, you're running. Whether you think you are or not, you're selling yourself. You are your business, right? Your skills are your business. And that's how I see it. Like, yeah. yeah. My, my sense of capitalism could probably even be like, wait, 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 hold on. I'm not talking about big C capitalism. I'm talking about mm-hmm. little C capitalism where you have a home-based studio. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. do I think this is the evil empire right here? No. With a little C, no. No. Like, no. no. But this influences, like, law itself. They hire lobbyists mm-hmm. and get the laws changed to steer their direction so they can scrape some more money off the top. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Then you took a little bit of a hit. It sounded like you got a little more free time. Has yeah. the degree to which you've raised your fees offset the lessening of schedule? scheduled clients yeah i'm i'm gonna have to run my numbers at the end of this month because this is more of a normal month so we'll see but i feel like it has like i was calculating just my pay and stuff um because i pay myself a flat rate every two weeks um and uh and i was i was able to pay myself (laughs) and put away um half my rent which which i always do put away my taxes and put away you know a chunk for the business as well so um, so it, it seems like I'm, I'm on track again. Um, but I'll know better at the end of the month and maybe even at the end of next month, because it's more, because this is only 28 days. Right. So, <clears throat> and we're on a stat holiday today as well here. So <laughs> 27 days. Yeah. I, I just think social proof is a huge, huge factor in what I'm trying to build and do. And the reason I'm trying to set up these business subscriptions is to help the students as we build the brand because I've got to have 10 or 100 students producing video at scale. We literally Mm -hmm. have to become hated in the massage industry because we produce so much video, nobody can get us to go away. Mm -hmm. And they realize they cannot compete in an open marketplace with the internet, social media. They're like, mm-hmm. these guys are working on people clothed. Oh my God. They just will not go away. I, and I do this all the time. I, I talk to students. So I'm like working with you one-on-one using the cameras, right? Yep. You, were, you were part of the first group to go through this. You went through the suspension master class. I regularly go, guys, why don't I just, why don't I just teach 10,000 students a day? And they're mm-hmm. like, huh? And I'm like, I just take the feed that I'm using right now and I'll just run it straight to YouTube and we'll we'll work two hours a day, five days a week, 52 weeks a year. 
I give you another 500 hours of training every year. But I, I don't understand. Will we get CE credit? I just think that's one good thing. My college did away with CEU credits. Um, they, I guess that's the one good thing about the regula regulation. They are more, you now have to do more of a goals-based thing. So you can take classes, but it's not about having 40 hours of CEU credits. Um, and I, I actually quite like that because I'm not, you know, forced to take things that just to make up hours, right? I wish more colleges did that, especially in the States, because I don't know, I think that you would get you get more people that want to be there, not people who are just doing it for the on, CEUs. On the, for the most part, massage therapists in the United States would not take CE classes if they didn't have to have credits to renew their license. Mm. Because, well, they already do the massage. Mm -hmm. This is plenty good enough, right? <laughs> and that's what the challenge is. Like, yeah. my mm -hmm. use of these cameras has broken education in the massage industry. And people are like, but you, but you, you don't have a school. And I'm like, mm, what is a school? And they go, no, you don't give people licenses. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, you don't need a, a license to do next level pain relief sessions. And they're like, what? Are you fucking out of your mind? And I'm like, <laughs> listen. Next level pain relief isn't massage, okay? It's a pain management delivery service. Now, I have a school, but it's on the internet. And they're like, no, a brick and mortar school. And I'm like, why is it only brick and Well, Because they have to learn hands-on. And I'm like, I can stream to 10,000 people a day, two hours a day, five days a week, 52 weeks a year, and give you 500 hours of training every year. Mm -hmm. And the students who are subscribed currently go, well, how much would you charge us? And I'm like, $7 a month. And they're like, what the fuck? How? And I go, listen, just a quick math. If there were 10,000 people paying me $7, I'll make $840,000 a year. Yep. Yep. Why not? And they yeah. go, oh, but, oh, you want Robert's Magic Touch? It's right here. Robert'sMagicTouch.com. There you go. Do you actually own that? No. I've heard you use no. <laughs> I've, I've thought about buying it and like sticking just because it's hilarious. Just yeah. to poke myself. Yeah. In fact, I think I looked it up and it was available. But anyway, it's it just yeah. I'm I'm bombarded on all ends with like like I play role playing games with some friends and we use Discord to communicate and I can't get massage therapists to like adopt more social media. Like they don't mm -hmm. think of Facebook, YouTube, TikTok as like educational platforms. Mm -hmm. If I say it's on YouTube, it's like, no, 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 no. It's only for entertainment. It's just for fun. Mm -hmm. And I go, but I'm on the screen. Like I change camera angles and show you exactly what you want. And they go, well, can I communicate with just you? And I'm like, sure. So while I'm taking the feed and streaming to 10,000 people, I can just select six of you and actually answer your questions live one-on-one. -on -one. And they're mm -hmm. like, what? But... In other words, technology is making this brick and mortar structure break down and they're fighting yeah. it. Yeah. Like, but this isn't how we, and I'm like, I see massage therapists who are broke, whose hands hurt and whose industry yeah. is being overly sexualized. I have yep. a solution. Yeah. Now, and then Robert takes a chill pill 
brains <laughs> it on in and says, okay, work with one student at a time, build it mm -hmm. up, small groups, little social proof, a little more video, outsourcing, come on, they'll figure it out, they'll come along, but right now there's not a lot of social proof. Mat-based work represents less than 0.01% of the current massage marketplace. Yeah. If we got to 0.1%, my business would 10x. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I, yeah, that, if you guys have to get CEUs for $7 a month to get 500 hours, that's like... That's pretty amazing. <laughs> like, well, the like, other thing is, and I, I'm making assumptions, like mm -hmm. one in Texas, you can't teach hands-on instruction online for CE credit. Okay. Now, I, I have something I normally go into about that, but we won't worry about it. The issue is... I can just turn on the cameras and just stream and teach them. The mm -hmm. subscription service is $7 a month. And something that I missed when I set up the subscription service, one of the biggest battles has been the fee. Some people tell me, like, dude, you've got a thousand fucking hours of footage. You have to raise the fee on this. You can't just, and I'm like, why? Just, just give me 700 more subscribers. We're good. We don't need mm -hmm. to charge more than seven bucks. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but you're not making any money. And I'm like, Do you make more by having a low fee and distributing it globally or by charging a high fee and giving it to a smaller number of people? Well, I think if your goal is reach and like getting your, the, you know, mat based out there then having, I don't know, like for me personally, I don't know. I, I often would go a couple of months without maybe watching anything in the vault and then, and then do, you know, whatever. So, but $7 a month was easy for me to just, you know, yep, it's $7 a month, whatever. It's like buying a cup of coffee at Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there was a trade-off. I have other yeah. courses, in-person trainings, workbooks, DVDs, some, you know, yeah. uh, apprenticeship, like one-on-one -on -one training, you know, like there's, it's not just, it doesn't stop at $7 in other words. Mm -hmm. But then when I looked at it, I'm like, I think a big thing, and I, I look at this, this big picture marketing, not clients, students. I think massage therapists want status and prestige. Mm -hmm. The reason they want to be certified is to show their certificates off to other massage therapists. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like the public doesn't know what the hell yeah. ART yeah. is. Yeah. ART? Art? I don't understand. They want to show off the status and prestige. My notion was like distributing information globally, but when you have it at $7 a month, there's no status and prestige right. to being on right. a subscription service. Right. There's status and prestige to like, ooh, I went to Costa Rica and studied with mm -hmm. Robert. And I'm like, you went to another country on vacation and you learn the same things you could have learned for $7 a month. <laughs> How does that give you status and prestige? And it's like, there's no arguing with this, by the way, this is emotional and psychological set mm -hmm. around mm -hmm. like products and, and services. Yep. 
Yep. The therapists want to be elite. Yes. They want to be the boss babes. They yep. want to, they want to, yep. they want to. And you go, okay, yep. how do you keep feeding that to them? Now, I'm not saying I did it perfectly or have done it. Like, I'm, again, spaghetti at the wall. I just, the subscription mm-hmm. came up. We had the technology. We did it. It worked. We kept adding layers, kept adding online CE classes. Very few people come in and buy everything that I offer because, frankly, we mm-hmm. offer so many products and services. Mm-hmm. There's a thousand hours in that $7 a month vault. The students cannot in any way, shape, or form, go and watch a thousand hours of footage. No, no. They no. go into the vault and get overwhelmed. They're like, what do I watch? Yep. I'm like, yep. I don't know. It depends on what you want to work on. Yeah. 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 And that's what I, that's what I was founding, finding. And it's just why I was grateful for the opportunity for the um, apprenticeship. So I was like, okay, I've learned stuff. I've got the basics, but I... I do, I'm overwhelmed and I have clients who have specific stuff and I need specific help. <laughs> the, the $7 thing or the free workbook, the $7 thing, the workbooks, DVDs, suspension masterclass, apprenticeship, the, the building of the funnel. You, yeah. in your case, wind up like at the bottom of the funnel. But the reason mm-hmm. you bought this it was because this was $7. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, lather, rinse, repeat, give me a hundred more. <laughs> yep. Lather, rinse, repeat, yep. give me a hundred more. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. And if I hadn't have done the suspension, the, I probably still would have gone for the apprenticeship, but um, I wouldn't have known how well that it would work. Like having, you know, having that experience of what was it? Three classes, four classes of the suspension. Yeah. And that was, you know, talk about uh, like I, I say, throw spaghetti at a wall. Like you, you fix mm-hmm. it till it's you break it till it's wait. You break it till it works. Something like that. Yeah. The suspension masterclass was not designed to sell the apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. It just made a perfect flow. Yeah. Like yeah. the bulk of the people. I say bulk. I have to look at the numbers, but a lot of the people who did the suspension masterclass went right into the apprenticeship. Because I incepted that they could learn through the cameras. And Mm -hmm. nobody who's studying with me this way says, I don't know, this is just not a very effective way of learning. I don't hear that ever. Everybody's Mm -hmm. just like, oh my God, just totally blown away that this works. And I go, okay, yes, I need 20 more students. I need 100 Mm -hmm. more students. And they go, but then you can't answer all of our questions. And I'm like, but I could stream to 10,000 people and alter the fucking industry. Mm-hmm. And they go, what? Uh, you're not making any sense. Like you're not, you're not working within normal parameters. And I'm like, I know. I got the internet now. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. well, I still do hands-on. Sure. Will we still do retreats in Costa Rica? Well, hopefully. You know, will mm-hmm. I still do online apprenticeships in various ways, one-on-one in small group? Yeah. Like just add more offers and continuing serving. Yep. Student needs. And then I yeah. go cool. Like I'm going to help the students focus on the body work. How do you do that? Offer them a business subscription. We'll, we'll produce three videos a week that'll come out on your social media as long as you give us bulk footage. And I'm like, ah, now we're, (laughs) now we're putting it together in a way that it would, there's some manual labor involved, but you're farming it out and then you're outsourcing the labor component to be able mm-hmm. to get their business to start to wind. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
But yeah, still being told, you can't learn online. I'm like, <laughs> well, y'all certainly know how to complain online. We figured that out. Yes, yeah. yes. Gosh, I honestly, I I prefer it. Like, I mean, it's nice to get in, you know, in the same room with other massage therapists because we're often one-on-one -on -one with one person, you know, in, in a room <laughs> quietly, you know, giving treatment or whatever. Um, but the online, like I can use my office, my things, I'm in my comfort zone. I have all of my tools and all of my whatever, and it's my setup. I don't like, I don't know. It's just, it. Easy, I can ask you. Accessible, yeah. affordable. Yeah. The other totally. piece, and I, I didn't catch this because I, I cut my teeth teaching group classes. One of the things that I was shocked by was even through the cameras, people were learning three times as fast one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. And this wasn't like, I could see it in their work because we're on video. Like I, you know, see your development as we continued working. Mm -hmm. And then I go, why the one-on-one? -on -one? Like, why do I not see that same development in a group class? And I think what it is, is one, it like, gets me a chance to meet you right where you are to answer a question mm -hmm. but it's every month mm -hmm. i've talked yeah, to lo local students in austin uh kristen and danielle taught a table class and i said hey guys listen i got an idea we've met for this one class i'd like to meet with you once a month for an additional two to three hours mm -hmm. So we can, and they're like, oh, that sounds, that's a really time consuming. But if you want to get, honestly, if you want to get good at what you do, you have, you can't just take a class and, yeah. and then just like, cause I, I have my personal experience. The way I do mat massage now is so different from when I first started, like just back last February, it's, it's. I'm better at it. I, I'm more confident in it. I, I know different places to go. And that's just because I just keep kept doing it. I kept, you know, meeting with you once a month and, um, and then bring whatever we learned into uh, my, my weekly clients. And yeah, like <laughs> you can't just take a class and then just not practice. Cause then you don't, I don't know. I, I've taken a lot of I'm classes. I'm an educator and, <laughs> and I'm yeah. only like, I don't have any training in educational theory. But yeah. I have learned over time that I like group trainings less than one-on-one, mm -hmm. -on -one, even over the cameras. Mm -hmm. And I also found it more emotionally satisfying because it was, it was like beating your head against a brick wall for 10 years where it was like, I taught 100 group classes in Austin and I'm like, where are the students going? They just take a mm -hmm. class and then vanish. Mm -hmm. It wasn't having a, a discernible effect on the marketplace. Whereas when I kept working with you month after month after month, and you're like, all of a sudden, this is the thing. Again, I can't learn online. You hear this 10% noise in the background, and I'm like, well, Michelle certainly can because she's in Canada, and we've never met in person, and her entire practice is mat-based with suspension. Mm -hmm. They go, huh? But, oh. Easy, yeah. affordable, accessible. Who's going to yeah. argue about that? I don't want it to yeah. be easy, affordable, and accessible. Yeah. And yeah. Like, no, they're like, I want hands-on. I'm like, oh, here it is. Robertsmagictouch.com. It's right here. 
<laughs> like if you live in Austin, you can just come train with me. Yeah. And then locally they go, oh, but it's like really expensive. And I'm like, dude, do you know what? Like, <laughs> there's a reason. There's a reason I live in an apartment and not a home. It's like because you can't mm -hmm. afford to buy here because the real estate values have gone through the roof. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Stuff is expensive. Yep. Yep. Everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, it's really, really interesting to me. Like, I think about this using uh, social media. Like, could therapists vet clients over Zoom? Like, oh, talk, yeah, I think talk so. to people who are having chronic pain problems to figure out whether it's the right client for you to work on with the right condition that you think you could facilitate and help. Oh, yeah, totally. And then you put something on your website and you do like a, a free 15 minute consult. Yep. But you only have so many of them a day or, or something. Yep. I don't know. You go crazy, Michelle. You have office hours. You have one hour yep. a week and you show up and like people come into a group Zoom and like you're talking with everybody. You record these and they're asking you questions. So you're building community around your massage related business that's mat based. Mm -hmm. I, to me, that just seems like common sense. But when I talk to therapists, I pretty consistently think that there must be like horns sticking out of my head or something, or I'm an <laughs> alien because they just look at me like this guy just does not like conform to the normal societal rule. I don't understand what's going on. And I'm like, we're building businesses in 2023. Mm -hmm. We've already mapped the human genome. Mm -hmm. Like, What's next? <laughs> Is there anything on the horizon uh, in your business that you're excited about? Yeah. Um, I'm, well, I just certified in hypnotherapy which has nothing to do with that based body work um and i'm doing practice hours and i'm really enjoying them um so i'm looking forward now with to to kind of scaling back my actual hands-on work and you know doing that kind of like hypnotherapy i'd like to eventually get into coaching that kind of thing and then just i don't know i had this epiphany last year which kind of took me down the road, which was, I was watching somebody else on social media and I was like, man, like, why can't I do that? Like, why can't I have that? And it was like, boom, yeah, you can do that. Like you just have to work towards it. And that just kind of changed my perspective on, on the rest of um, like just, just the rest of last year. So I started doing apprenticeship with you. I started, you know, changed my practice to math based, doing things that made me happy. I, I hired a business coach. I um, raised my rates. I did all this stuff. I took hip, hypnotherapy. Um, I'm getting into that. And I just, you know, I'm excited to see less people getting for more time and getting better results with the mat stuff and then getting kind of back into that helping people um mentally as well like i'm not like a therapist or anything but like you know just helping people change change their thought patterns and change the way they think about things and 
and bridging kind of that body mind connection with uh, with what I do. So. I can't even take massage therapists from where they are currently to the extreme of like where I want to go. They wind up going, but I don't understand. This isn't massage. And I'm like, uh, what is massage? Which always breaks in. I was a philosophy student. Mm -hmm. I go, listen, the person's pain is better. Why do we care how it got done? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But if I do the full extreme, they go, I don't understand. This looks like yoga. And I'm like, mm, what is yoga? Mm -hmm. And I go, but the person's pain is better. And they're like, Robert, but it doesn't, God damn it. It doesn't fit all of our preconceived notions and boxes. And I'm like, you live in a profoundly sick society with mm -hmm. an Oxycontin epidemic. Yep. A large, yep. a large number of people are in pain. And I just gave you a very yep. simple solution that doesn't, doesn't hurt your hands. And they go, yep. what? What? And I go, okay, Robert. I know you like coffee, but just lay off the stimulants. Let's back up. Come on. Let's just find the students who like it and keep building them up and, and keep bringing them across the screen here till we get to where we're <laughs> Yeah. to where we're going that's all yeah. just, just continue yeah. to document it um even with hiring somebody for video production i'm excited i think more than a lot of things i'm excited to be able to try to do like three podcasts a week mm -hmm. with people all like i want to get neil degrasse tyson and you know people i want to talk to and you know whatever <laughs> yeah. you know, i don't yeah. know maybe maybe one day i'll be big enough to talk to neil but uh people like that <laughs> that i can have on the podcast yeah. that you know it, it, enlighten me about you know different subject areas and then yeah. people will go, but I don't understand. What does this have to do with like massage and body work? And it's like, mm. well, my business is Robert Gardner Wellness. And I interpret yeah. wellness yeah. in a very broad yeah. know, spectrum. Yeah. yeah. You can't, again, it's the thinking outside the box. And I, I can say I've been guilty of thinking inside the box for many, many, many years because that's what that's what we're taught in massage school is this is how you treat this eat fascia trigger point or whatever. And I remember I got a massage from a coworker and she was totally outside the box. Like it was a regular, like, you know, with oil and stuff, but she did things and she looked at the body in such a way that I was like, Whoa, I want to do that. I want to change that. And then that just started this whole pathway to where I am today where it's like, I just, I don't want to think inside the box. I don't want to just be bored giving people back massages. I want to, I want to help their pain. I want to, now I want to get into like, you know, some of their, not brain patterns, like their thought patterns. And I want to shake it up a little bit so people can look and live outside the box and they can be well. And they, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, because, because I'm an educator teaching massage therapists, they go, but I'm broke. And I'm like, all right, so you're broke. My hands hurt. I'm like, all right, you broke your hands hurt. And I go, what about this? What about if you always do what you always did, you always get what you always got? Yep. Yep. And they go, you're an asshole. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I come from a long line, line of assholes. Way, Socrates yeah. was put to death for asking questions and corrupting the youth. And that's a bad, bad example. But, you know, that is pretty much what I got with philosophy school, you know, school. It's like, what about, why don't we change it? 
Mm -hmm. Like, oh, Robert, God damn it. But <laughs> I just want to do what everybody else is doing and get a completely different result. And I'm like, mm, that sounds like the definition of insanity. Yeah. Why don't yeah. we just change it? We can do that. Yeah. They go. I wish people would be more open to embracing that. Just the change, you know. But yeah. what I have to do is create, you ready? A lifestyle brand. I have this conversation yeah. with Kristen all the time because I work with her all the time. And I go, Kristen, how does a next level pain relief specialist dress? She's like, what? <laughs> like, what kind of clothes do they wear? What? What kind of car do they drive? Robert. <laughs> what kind of lifestyle do they lead? Vacations do they take? Do they have kids? Are they male? Are they female? Like, you know, mm -hmm. lifestyle brand. I was like, Kristen, Students have more questions about mats than anything else. And here's the deal. We sell, we use gymnastics mats. Now, the funny thing is, there's no prestige to buying a gymnastics mat mm -hmm. and repurposing mm -hmm. it for a next level pain relief session. Yeah. But if I take that exact same mat and I get the next level pain relief logo printed yep. on it, what yep. would the students want to buy? That mat. <laughs> it's the exact same mat. Yep, yep. And it's like, no, but I want my I want my prestige from the stuff that I purchase. And I'm like, oh, that's a uniquely American, you know, concept. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. what does the lifestyle look like? Because massage therapists have table cream gliding nudity. They have a certain set of like, this is the lifestyle they were purchasing when they went to massage school. And I go, hey, mm -hmm. I got something. I got something else, but this is next level. What's this look like? Mm -hmm. That that shit eats my brain daily because I go, Kristen, here's when we'll win. When we have mats with our logo on it and blankets with their logo on it and t-shirts and shoes with their logo on it and Lululemon sponsors us so that you women get exactly what you want. Women who, who study with me, I've asked this question in the group before, like I can have conversations about pain relief and pain management that just die. And I go, mm -hmm. ladies, what kind of pants are you wearing? It'll be 40 comments long. Yep. Yep. So they want to be fashionable. And I go, okay, yep. here's what the problem is. Every woman I work with, are you ready? This is the weird stuff I notice as a teacher. We're on this vinyl mat. The vinyl is easy to wipe down. It's functional, easy, accessible, yep. you know, yep. inexpensive, portable. Um, they start sliding across the mat. And I always think it's just because our body size or something. And it's like, I wear Thai fisherman pants. They're mm -hmm. cotton. They have texture. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. get a grip, whereas women are always wearing yoga pants. And yeah. I go, Kristen, yeah. once Lululemon sponsors us and has the next level pain relief yoga pants <laughs> that have grip and texture on the tuchus so that you don't slide. And she's like, oh, my mm -hmm. God, that would be amazing. And I'm like, we'll make a million dollars selling yoga pants mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because all they want to do is purchase the lifestyle. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. They just want to purchase yeah. the lifestyle. Now, what does that lifestyle in video, what does it look like? I think it's different for everyone. To a point. It's to, like, I don't know. It's like long sessions, happy clients. <laughs> so um, do, do therapists care if it's table or mat? Um. Well, if, you, if you're selling next level pain relief, then you want a mat. Well, but the thing is, but there's no prestige to being on a mat. 
But I bought like a hydraulic table. It costs like $2,000. <laughs> I had sitting gathering dust in a corner of my room. <laughs> so I go, okay, if I've got a service, and I believe this is true, if I've got a service that is superior for pain relief, it's easier on the client's body, mm -hmm. and I can distribute educational information for pennies on the dollar. Why has that not taken over the massage industry? Well, it's like you said, it's not prestige. It's not prestigious. There's no special, like you said, t-shirt, mat, sheets, I mean, we're whatever. Working on like, it. We're working on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not necessarily opposed to those things. It's just not, I didn't mm -hmm. start a retail business. Right, right. So That's a whole other kettle of fish. <laughs> when you think about consumer demand, like what do massage therapists want? I'm like, do you want to work effortlessly? I think when I say that, I think when I, it's effortless. I think they see another smarmy salesman who's got to be lying. There's, this can't really be. Now, what I see with the students, I get the students, oh, Michelle, I've been working with you for like a year and a half. I get these students the first time on the mat. They've, they're massage therapists. They have never worked on a mat. Mm -hmm. The client's pain is reducing by three and four points on a pain scale. Mm-hmm. First time on a mat. And then I go, Kelly, how are your hands? And she's like, I didn't even hardly use them. And I'm like, yep, yep. But that doesn't, in and of itself, it doesn't scale. No. If they see Kelly being attractive and smart, doing mat-based work, winning, her social media looks amazing, she's in video, now you're starting to sell the lifestyle and the brand. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing that I'm sitting back because that's not the business I started. Yeah. It's, it's what the business is becoming and I'm having to think about what does my consumer, because I don't need every therapist, by the way. Like mm -hmm. I said, if, 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 Matt Burt, if Matt Work represents 0.01% of the marketplace, if we just went to 0.1%, not 1%, 0.1%, mm -hmm. yeah. if we went to 0.1%, yeah. 10x the market size, yeah, like the whole 10x yeah. would be nutballs. Like it just, just crazy, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Then it's like, again, lifestyle brand. When it comes to clients, What do the clients want to purchase for their lifestyle? Pain relief. <laughs> I don't know. Like just they're just getting their lives back. I don't know. Like movement, mobility. Um, yeah. <laughs> for me, it's always problem solution. One of the mm -hmm. interesting things, and I, I'm dividing this between the, the clients and the therapists or clients and students. For clients, it was like, hey, Joe, are you in pain? Oh, okay, listen, can you tell me? Okay, so there's pain in your kind of your gluteal region. It's going down the back of your leg. Okay, cool. Problem, solution, problem, solution, problem, solution. For clients, that worked inordinately well. When I go to mm -hmm. massage therapists as students and say, okay, you're not making enough money. We're going to have you do this new service and raise your fees. Oh, but not that solution. And I go, you're hurting your hands? We're going to work on a mat. Oh, but not that solution. <laughs> why, why do they not yeah. want this solution? Because it's different. It's outside of the box. They have to think differently. 
because they can't visualize the lifestyle that this yeah. is going to give them. But when they've yeah. seen enough, this the reason that I'm doing this business uh, subscription is I have to use this to build the lifestyle brand. They, it's yeah. not me. Yeah. Fuck Robert Gardner. They need to see Michelle win and win to such a degree that they're like, oh my God, I got to study with Michelle. I got to do this shit. This shit is amazing. Then my, my business problems are solved. But right now, the, the public just says, you know, a pain thing and we solve it. That's fine. The, the public and the clients have never been my issue. It's the therapists and their preconceived notions that are so yeah. hard to break through. Like, yeah. it's just, it's so easy for me to show them how to do stuff. And every time I get them on camera, one-on-one, -on -one, live, they're in shock. Mm -hmm. it, it's like they think I've been lying. And then when they actually do the work with me and the person responds, it's like they, they can't believe that I've been telling the truth. Yeah. Like, they, it's almost like they expect me to lie to them or something. Yeah. There's the smarmy salesman thing, right? <laughs> well, it's the evils of capitalism, yeah. right? Yeah. It's yeah. the evils of Lululemon. And I'm like, I, I don't want Lululemon pants. You guys want Lululemon pants. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. don't have to have perfectly, you know, perfect mats or whatever, but you guys want mm -hmm. perfect mats to go along with yep. your lifestyle that, that you want to yep. purchase. Me, yep. I, I'm just as happy on carpet and you throw it in a blanket and I just work on somebody. Yeah. But there's no prestige to doing that. It's the same thing I was saying right. about a home-based studio. If, if I was a corporate overlord and hired massage therapists in Austin and ran them into the ground to provide the labor that I'm raking money off of, that's given esteem in the massage industry. Mm -hmm. They like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Like, well, he has well, they always own... say that's the next step, right? The next step is scale up, have open your clinic. And I, I don't want to, I don't want the responsibility of managing other people and promoting other people's practice. I want to focus on me and my practice and my life. I don't want, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's a conscious choice. Not that there's anything wrong with that. And I, and I don't think every no, 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 owner no. is like scraping people over the coal, raking people over the coals. It's just, mm -hmm. I just look at value systems and the sorts of lifestyles that therapists want to purchase and want to participate in. And it's always amazing to me how limited their conception is. Um, there's a, a huge swath of services, niches that a therapist can work themselves into, but they don't seem to understand the overall business structure that's necessary mm -hmm. to be able to build those in a successful way. I mm -hmm. very consciously chose not to manage therapists and to go into education mm -hmm. for very specific reasons. And one of that is that I just didn't want to massage. I mean, I didn't want to manage therapists. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah. want to, I didn't want to be the boss mm. and I didn't want to pay for corporate real estate, uh, commercial real estate in Austin. Mm -hmm. It's like, let's say it's $2,000 a month. Cool. All right. So you have $24,000 a year rent before one client has been seen. Yep. I got to train the staff, work with the staff, front desk, electricity, garbage, like cleaning, front desk software. And the people I just hired and trained are like, where are my clients? Yep. Just your yep. job. <laughs> 
Yeah. 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 It sounds like my idea of a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I did really, really well just communicating with people one on one about their pain and helping them. But it has certainly, as the business continues to expand, added to my stress levels. I, I do not relate uh, very well at this point to people who have jobs as employees. Mm -hmm. I do not. Uh, people who go, oh, man, tomorrow it's Saturday. Like, they're excited. And I'm like, huh? And they're like, <laughs> well, it's the weekend. It's Saturday. And I'm like, just another day to me, man. Mm -hmm. Like, people don't understand that because I've been pulling 60-hour weeks for so long that I don't remember what it was like to be off work, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't get off unless I take off. And if you know anything mm -hmm. about me, that don't happen very often. I take mm -hmm. little breaks and naps. Yeah. But unfortunately, when I go on vacation and sitting on the beach in Jamaica, guess what my brain does? It just keeps going to the next thing. And I, the have next more, thing. I have more yeah. business ideas. I'm like, yeah. Robert, yeah. that's very unhealthy. And I'm like, <laughs> is it though? <laughs> maybe i just have a different set of dreams yeah I, I mean that's all stuff too that can like not that you have to like burn yourself out or anything but it's certainly stuff that you can like slowly work towards so that in 10 years when you know everything is kind of taken off that's when you can just kind of okay i'm going on vacation and nothing's going to go on in my brain for the future or whatever if the, if the business is built and now this is mostly functioning without me kristen's hmm. teaching classes danielle's teaching classes you're teaching classes kelly's teaching classes and like it continues to expand the social media like you know there's like yeah i'm in the background like checking some stuff or whatever but now my people got people if that makes sense mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I'm still making yep. money, but I'm not really doing much. Totally. Totally. And you go, oh, that's pretty nice. That'd be a nice, <laughs> yeah. That would yeah. be a nice uh, retirement, you know? Like, I'm already talking yeah. to people, and uh, people are, are, people around locally are getting kind of concerned. They're like, dude, are you leaving the country? And I go, uh, it, eventually. Mm -hmm. And they're like, are you like, like living as an expat? And I'm like, mm, I, I'm not sure. And I'm like, dude, what the hell is going on? And I'm like, well, uh, I'm making more of my money teaching on the internet. Mm -hmm. So as long as I have good internet, I can teach from Oaxaca and Mexico. Mm -hmm. And then after three months of working on my Spanish and drinking all the tequila, the dispensaries and distilleries <laughs> I can find in Mexico, now I go to Khao Samui in Thailand for three months and do the same thing again. And then I'm going to go to... I don't know, we'll go to Beijing and Japan and keep teaching online. And they're like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, building a business and documenting my travels around the world while I eat their food, talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're like, what? But, but I don't under, I'm like, I know, I know I'm an individual. It's hard to, it's hard to box that shit in. But I go, yeah. Austin's great. I've like, I like tacos. I like Tex-Mex. I love, I love people in Austin. You know, thank you very mm -hmm. much, Austin, for taking me in. But I've never been to Oaxaca. Yeah. They're like, but you don't like speak. I'm like, I can learn Spanish. Trust me. Trust me. White yeah. guy with some money. They don't yeah. speak English real fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. why, why wouldn't I 
like, does it make a difference to you? As long as the, the Wi-Fi is good, does it make yeah. a difference to you if I'm teaching from Oaxaca than my studio? Not, a, not at all. No, I have a, a friend who she's a freelance um, writer and she can write from anywhere. So if she's got a, co a contract, I know her and her family go to um, Prince Edward Island, which is like a beach destination here in Canada, um, a province, and uh, they rent a cottage for two weeks. And, you know, her husband and their daughter will do some stuff. She'll take a couple hours, do her work, and then she'll go out for dinner and they'll whatever. And it's just that that's, that's what she does. So she's still on vacation. She's still doing something, but she's still, she can work from anywhere. And now because we're outsourcing our social media mm -hmm. the video editor is getting all of my footage and my footage isn't just training you my footage <laughs> is i've got somebody from the local market in oaxaca yeah. who's yeah. helping me with my spanish and i'm like uh hacia los pies like down towards the feet or hacia mm -hmm. la cabeza like up towards the head and they're like oh shit Robert mm -hmm. is just like working on his Spanish. I'm like, yeah, like he's helping me yeah. with my Spanish, getting some free body work to help me just bake some aches and pains for working as a chef or working at the market. And I'm going on like tequila tours with my camera and being like, hey, this is where the, the pina, watch this. I got this sharp thing where they're, they're shaving it off. Now, yeah. the yeah. editor takes all that footage, including the training footage, and stitches it together. Now, what's my social media look like? amazing <laughs> and in every in every place and we're not there it's yet this, this is yeah. my dream maybe we'll never get there yeah. if i'm in oaxaca for three months i find where the retreat center is we're going to have classes yeah and then i go to thailand and find out where the retreat center is and we're going to have classes yep and then i go yep. to hawaii and go where's the retreat center where we're going to have classes and yep. then every three months yep why not? Why not? Exactly. And I know that people can't see it, and it's it's like it's not perfectly formulated in my head, but it is a matter of whether the students do exactly what I teach or not. I I want students to be excited about manifesting their dreams. Yeah, yeah. And what does that look like for you? Because one, it it this I'm broke. Ah, that ain't gonna build no dreams. Yeah. Broke is bad. Nope. My hands yep. hurt. Eh, that's not going to build no dream. We can't have you causing yourself harm to try to help people. Then it's like, okay, what does that dream look like? What is, what is, are you the, asking, yeah. are you asking well, me what my you dream specifically, like? yeah. but it's also anybody yeah. viewing this. Like they have the certain yeah. dreams. I don't want to like push the person's dream down. It's just, no. you want to find the people who have collaborative dreams that are going the same direction yeah. you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I just see a lot more freedom. I think that that's something that's lacking in our industry because we're helpers and healers. It, people help and heal until you have nothing left to give. And I know I was heading down that path. It was the same thing when I was in social work, same thing. Just helping and healing and not, like I want to build a business that, can help and heal but that also allows me to be like you know what my kid is having a field trip and i want to go on that they need parent volunteers i can just take that off and i can go um we want to go on a expensive vacation i need to make enough money to have in the bank to keep paying myself my salary and save up for that so 
I mean, that's, that's just, that's my dream. I want, I want to have enough to have more than enough to, you know, to, to live flexibly, or is that even a word, you know, <laughs> to have a flexible life and have, and be happy and healthy and mentally like every, that every client I walk into a room to see, to work on is getting a thousand percent of my focus. And I'm not thinking, oh, I've got to work on 30 people this week. I want to work on 10 people this week and still make enough money for that and to have a good lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, I think when I look at therapists who are my primary market at the moment, so I still see clients, but I spend more time teaching. Yep. Um, they, as a group, want to help people. Mm -hmm. And they want a greater degree of freedom. Yeah. I don't have a tendency to think like, hey guys, I can show you how to make over 100K a year in private practice. I don't think they particularly respond to that message because mm -hmm. money wasn't the primary motivator. Mm -hmm. They wanted to connect with people and help people. And if they could make a lot of money doing it and have that freedom, that's the, the perfect combo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then it's like, okay, again, what does this lifestyle look like? Because I have to transition them from these dreams in their head at the table and go. Yeah, on the floor. Yep. Yep. The future, the future of the industry is mat based. And I think everybody just kind of, eh, we don't know what to do with this guy, Robert. He's, I, what a, we don't know what this guy's talking about. And I'm like, oh, not yet. Mm -hmm. But how many therapists do they have to see winning, working on a mat effortlessly, mm -hmm. helping mm -hmm. clients, making yep. bank, getting reviews, going on vacation yep. to like, no, man, the, the thing is the students, we're not there yet. Like I want to go to Iceland and float around mm -hmm. in one of those like hot springs or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But they're yeah. like so full of salt sometimes that you float like super high, right? Like in the yeah, Dead yeah. Sea, they do that. They're very salty. Oh, anyway, yeah, yeah. Like whatever it is. I just want to sit there and like read the newspaper, but I want like 10 students around me because everybody's doing the same thing. Like we're just hanging out in our downtime in class in Iceland. Hmm. Yeah. And they're like, what? I'm like, you guys don't want to have, okay. You guys don't want to go to Sichuan, China and actually have real Sichuan food in China hmm. and like dig around and do training in China. And they're like, Robert, are you out of your mind? And I'm like, yes. But we determined that a long time ago. Yes. <laughs> I'm talking about the good life. But that sounds like so much fun to me. Like traveling to like, and again, being able to write it off as a business expense, like going to wherever and, and just learning, but also experiencing. And yeah, like that just sounds like ideal. I can't imagine, again, again, sitting in that box, like, why wouldn't you want it? I mean, it's not for everybody. And it's not that I would do it for every country like you went to, but like, if there's a country that like, you know, piqued my interest, I might just be like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> experience the culture, experience the, the whatever, it's a business expense, why not? <laughs> yeah, just tons of, of options. Right now I'm kind of torn between essentially what's a brick and mortar meaning an in-person training model and online mm -hmm. and they're not mutually exclusive i'm trying to build both no, no. but 
I don't like what I see of what I think of as the standard CE market for classes in the United mm -hmm. States. Mm -hmm. The students mm -hmm. aren't coming to my classes to try to change their life. They're coming to just learn some tack on service. And I'm like, I think you've misunderstood what I'm teaching. Like yeah. I need to find students who want to change their practices forever. Yeah. Yep. Not, not people who want to do massage, people who want to do next level pain relief and to be specialists yeah. at next level pain yeah. relief. And they're like, what the hell is next level pain relief? And I'm like, ah, okay, that's a good question. Cause that means I've fallen short on the video so far. Mm -hmm. Cause we have mm -hmm. to show them what this is. Yeah. I told yeah. Chris, I told Chris, remember the lifestyle brand? I told Kristen at one point, I'm like, Kristen, here's the ad. Are you ready? You look awesome. You're in like a nice top. You got a time and size jam t-shirt on your hair is curly. You get into a 1965 cherry red Mustang convertible. Mm -hmm. And you're on Highway 1 in California, and you get in the car, and you start driving down, and there's the cliffs on one side, and then over here is where the water is just splashing up against the rocks and the amazing trees and flora and fauna. And then Journey, your dog, is in the passenger seat. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then it pans out, and then it's like, next level pain relief. And she's like, what? <laughs> she's like, but that doesn't, that doesn't tell anybody what I do at all. And I'm like, but it sells lifestyle. Yep. Because everything it just said is like, I'm free. Yeah. I could do my yeah. thing in this cherry red convertible. Yeah. And that's the yeah. thing that's making me rack my brain because I have to get students to envision something that, frankly, they've never seen before. I have to use mm -hmm. video to incept certain ideas into their dome to get them to envision what their life would be like if they go to the mat and continue training with me maybe for pennies on the mm -hmm. dollar, even online, the way that I'm currently teaching. Mm -hmm. I think it's completely doable, but it also is a Herculean task. And I've yeah, told people that if, if I knew when I started how much work it was gonna be, I might've chosen a different profession. Wow. But I'm, I'm so deep in, Yeah. you get a, what do they call it? It's not confirmation bias, there's some, what is that? There's, there's a name for it where like you, you're so bought in. Yeah, like you're inv you've invested so not, much time, it's not, effort. It's not buyers, sunken cost, that's it. Sunken mm -hmm. cost fallacy. Mm -hmm. Like you don't mm -hmm. want to go to do something else because you've already put so much time and energy into this. Mm -hmm. But it's not because I don't love it. It's because I had no idea when I started it would be such a huge effort just to get students to try the mat. Yeah. Don't worry yeah. about suspension. Don't worry about the rebrand. Just yeah. talking to massage therapists about something that's 0.01% of their marketplace. There's no, they're mm -hmm. like, there's no way this mat based work is the future. Yeah. I, I don't understand. Yeah. And what they'll say is, but no facility offers this. I mean, obviously if this was a better service, all these facilities would offer it. Right. Yeah, but it's the boxing in again, right? It's the it's the like selling of massage as massage, like like Swedish massage, I guess I should say, traditional massage as massage. As what what people want. So, yeah, it's <laughs> well, it's not it it's not what people sorry, I shouldn't say what people want. That's the wrong thing to say. It's more like telling therapists that's what people want. Right? 
like so in my world the therapist goes to massage school they mm -hmm. get prestige because they're licensed they've yeah. gone into debt to be able to get this training and get their license and then i come in and go oh yeah that was yesterday we're gonna do new stuff today let's get rid of that table mm -hmm. my training in and of itself lessens mm -hmm. the massage therapist yeah. prestige yeah yeah now i have to i have to supplant a new kind of status and prestige to get them to go oh i want to do that but is it not like i've i've had clients ask me does anybody else do this and i'll say i'm like well um as far as i know i'm the only canadian doing my apprenticeship with Robert, doing it Robert's way. There is Thai massage and people do Thai massage, but what I'm doing is not traditional Thai massage. So I suppose I can say nobody else is doing this and there's my prestige, right? Like, is that not like, is that not good enough for people? I guess, I don't know. Like, <laughs> but, but the prestige comes from the way you look at yourself and mm -hmm. look at it this way. Massage therapists want to post on Facebook groups and have all of the other massage therapists go, oh, I see. ooh, mm, you I see. training with Robert mm -hmm. Gardner? Ooh. <laughs> Most massage therapists don't even like Robert Gardner. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that's, that's where things shift. If there were 10 or 100 of students like you producing video at scale, now... Okay. They, yeah. and now and this is what I, I think about this all the time because of video production. One of the smartest things I did was getting Kristen and Danielle ready to teach and getting behind the camera. Mm -hmm. And here, here's what I found. The massage industry is 80 to 85% women. Yeah. Yeah. Do women want a white guy telling them what's wrong with their industry? Nope. <laughs> we get enough mansplaining as it is. I, I, get <laughs> Not behind, that I think that's what you're doing. But <laughs> I, get, I get behind the camera mm -hmm. and Kristen and Danielle say the same shit I've said for years. Mm -hmm. And it's hashtag boss, babe, hashtag bad bitch. Fuck yeah, girl. You go, you go, girl. Yeah. Yep, yep. And it's like, <laughs> wow, they're like, they're making like huge like gender assumptions just based off the fact that I'm a guy. Yep. And then I'm like, because in the long-term business, it's not, and I, I try to explain this, sometimes the students will have a harder time with my, my brand notions. Next level pain relief isn't me. Mm -hmm. Next level pain relief is the brand that I step back, I create it, but I step back from. Yep. Then your next level pain relief and Kristen's next level pain relief and Danielle and Kelly and Beth and everybody's next level pain relief. Then they see 10 women winning and they go, well, I want to do that. Mm -hmm. The response is different. And that's just a manifestation of like how people are. And then also just like set and setting, I guess. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 It's like the prestige if, like I said, the uh, subscription is $7 a month, it has no prestige. It's just mm -hmm. a subscription. There's more prestige to like, ooh, she's paying for Robert's one-on-one -on -one time, even if it's over camera. Or yeah. she, she does suspension, ooh, prestige. Like, mm -hmm. you have to hit these prestige buttons, which in the United States also includes 
If my classes don't include CE credit through the National Certification Board, it lessens mm -hmm. prestige. Right, right. So I have to go through this additional BS, basically, yeah. Yeah. to provide yeah. this so that they value it. Yeah. Do the clients care whether you're certified? No. <laughs> nope. Then why is certification such a big deal in the industry? It's, again, you'd like you said, it's prestige for the massage therapists. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, well, I went to I went to Jamaica with Robert. And it's like, okay, I mean, I, you got to play the game to a point, but like right. you could learn the same techniques for $7 a month through the subscription. Yes. And I'm like, okay, this lather, rinse, repeat, give them options, keep building, growing. One of the things I'm looking at now is the students are having a harder time. We're working on this business subscription. That'll take some time. Mm -hmm. I've been talking to Kristen and I'm like, Kristen, we have to go teach the public directly. Don't even call it time massage jam. It's couples massage. Mm -hmm. We're going to teach mm -hmm. couples massage to like five or six mm -hmm. people at a time. We're mm -hmm. going to build a new revenue stream, sell the new audience, the time massage materials, the subscription service, and then start working with the public. And she's like, what? I'm like, Let's build two revenue streams, not one. Mm -hmm. Now, once I work with the public and Sue and Diane in Omaha, love it. What are they going to do? It's a little group training, five or six people. They're going to say, do you do one-on-one -on -one training? And I go, yep. They go, do you have workbooks and DVDs? I go, yep. Do you have subscribe? Yep. Yeah. And then they're going to go, do you know where I get a session? And I go, you know, I've got this group of students over here. Mm -hmm. And you, you start making a referral system through the yep. certified therapists on the website. Yep. Because now you're building public demand mm -hmm. to try to get therapists to study because they're trying to fulfill the public demand. Yep. But at that point is where even in my head start, stuff starts to break down because people are like, I don't understand. Jesus Christ, Robert. Like... You were teaching a massage service. Now you're going directly to the public. Like, what the fuck are you? What is going on? And I'm like, uh, I have a global data distribution for pennies on the dollar. Why wouldn't I want to build a new audience? Mm -hmm. Well, and then if the public is looking for it, if 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 I as a massage therapist, uh, like table massage therapist, I'm getting phone calls being like, I've heard about this mat massage. Do you or does anybody you know do it? Boom. <laughs> yeah. If we're not there yet, that that'll be no. maybe by the time I'm dead. If <laughs> if there was a demand for it from the public, the students would fall in line and study it immediately. Yep. We we yep. just got to build to that point. Yep. You got anything else for today? I don't think so. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I'm about talked out. I'm gonna take a break. Yeah, I'm getting hungry. It's supper time here. <laughs> so I'm going to take this and probably edit some of it together and release it uh, just like I usually do. And uh, yep. I'll try to tag you and your uh, Facebook group and our Facebook uh, page on the posts. Awesome. Thank cool. you. I appreciate it. Listen, thank you for talking with me and I'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, sounds good. Take care. You have a great one. Bye.